Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so happy to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in Heaven. I've got a great show for you today. Just recently, I had the pleasure of sitting down with minister and author of Shut Up Devil, Kyle Winkler, and we had this great conversation about silencing lies of the enemy and how it changes every battle you face, whether it's spiritual, emotional, or psychological. This enlightening conversation is going to help you understand more of what Jesus has done for you and who you are in him. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries, who does all of our equipment rental for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services, who does our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained. And Life Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. We love you. Thank you. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a Christina Pereira Ministry Sponsor, please visit our website at ChristinaPereira.org. I've got a great offer for you guys today. I want to help you guys continue to grow in your faith and become very strong, amazing Christians and go out there and take down some lies of the enemy and set some people free. So as well as bringing you shut up, devil, I want to give you some other resources to help empower you as well. I have this beautiful Promises of God Creative Journaling Bible. It's a hardcover modern English version and it's on sale right now through Charisma. So make sure you visit our show notes after today's show and pick up a copy of Shut Up Devil and your new beautiful Bible. Today's episode is sponsored by Plexus Living Free. It's hard to do and be all that God has for us. World changers, the light of the world, when you don't feel your best. Most of the health issues we deal with today have the same roots of poor gut health, blood sugar imbalance, and inflammation. But you can address those issues with best-in-class plant-based supplements. Your body can come into balance and you can be healthy and thrive. That's exactly what Plexus products do. They improve your gut health, balance your blood sugar, and reduce inflammation naturally, helping you thrive from the inside out. Whether you're looking for immune system and active lifestyle support, improve digestion and nutrition, or balance your body through natural products, or even lose weight, 
Plexus products are an answer. Take this quiz and receive 10% off and free VIP membership on your way to health and happiness. Just enter code RJ10OFF. So without further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Kyle Winkler. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader with me in the body of Christ. He is a minister and he is the author of Shut Up Devil, which is such a great title, Kyle Winkler. Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much, Christina. I like how that shut up devil rolls off your tongue there. <laughs> it's it so freeing just to say, <laughs> but I appreciate being with you. I'm really honored to be here today. Oh, well, we are so honored as well. You know, I am so thankful that I get to speak with amazing leaders in the body of Christ. And every time the Lord just reveals more and more of the treasure that he's hidden in each one of us. And it's such a blessing. I've told our listeners so much about you today. Is there anything that you can share with them? Uh, maybe something personal just to help get Ooh, to know you. Let's see something, something personal. Well, I, I live in Orlando, Florida. And so that gives me the opportunity and access really to all the many theme parks around here and all the great weather as well. <laughs> I am not a cold person. As a matter of fact, I used <laughs> to live in the Midwest. That's where I'm from. And I left as soon as I could because I wanted to be warm. <laughs> that's that's really why I, I came down to school in Florida. And then I've just stayed here now for over half of my life. And like I said, I live in Orlando. And I love theme parks and I love getting to ride all the rides and the, the more thrilling, the better for me. So I'm a little mm. bit of a thrill seeker in that, in that sense there. But so th that's a little something personal to, to help people know me a little more. I love that about you. I am a, I too am a big fan of roller coasters. Um, there's just something so fun about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think part of, of my love for theme parks is whenever I was a kid, summertime, that was like the safest feeling time for me. And we, we would go mm. on vacations in the theme parks and often we, we vacation in Florida as well. So I think the combination of the two of those just kind of brings back those good feelings to me. Funny I enough. love that. There's nothing like a good summer, you know, right. I love it. I'm so looking forward to summer this year. I'm ready for my daughter to be out of school. I'm ready to go to the pool and the beach and do all of that stuff. Ah, it's wonderful. It's coming soon. We, we've it's got coming. 90 degrees here today. So it's, it's summertime here. I tell people Ooh. why wait for summer when summer's waiting for you down here. I know <laughs> it just, it just so happens to be spring break this week. And I wanted to go to Florida and we didn't end up getting to be able to go. So I'm just going to have to picture it in my mind. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And just pretend like I'm there in the warmth. <laughs> I love it. Well, I've, I've enjoyed reading through your book, Shut Up Devil. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought it was really awesome. The biggest takeaway that I felt like your book, um, like you were wanting to convey was 
just the renewal of our mind and learning to think like Jesus thinks and renew our mind to what Jesus has done for us and who he is in us and who we are in him. How did you meet Jesus? So I was raised in a very liturgical tradition. My family was very devout and I went to their schools and everything. And I switched from one of their schools to public school in freshman year. And because of just my shy nature and a lot of the insecurity that I had, which I'm sure we'll get into some of that throughout this message, but it really forced me into prayer. And it forced me into talking a whole lot to God when I was transferring from one school to the next, because I really didn't have many or any friends at the other school. And so I was going to this new school filled with a lot more strangers. I was really nervous about it. And so that started just a new personal relationship with the Lord to the extent that I knew within that tradition, which wasn't much, but it was a little something more. Mm-hmm. And then when I did go to that new school and I started to get to know a few more people, they started to tell me about some of the churches that they went to and some of their youth groups. And I really had an interest of growing in the faith to the extent that they were sharing with me. And, and so they invited me to some places. And though I wanted to go, I was afraid to go. So I gave them every excuse in the book for a little bit. (laughs) And finally, I ran out of excuses. And I literally said, okay, I got to ask my mom, I held the phone away from my face to think of an excuse, I couldn't think of anymore. And I said, okay. And so I went to this church in Southern Illinois, it's called Grace Church. And it was a Wednesday night, and it was one of their youth group meetings. And I just saw Jesus and heard about Jesus and really felt Jesus like I never mm. knew I could. Yeah. So I always believed in him. Mm-hmm. I always understood about, you know, his work and what he did on the cross and everything. I never knew the personal relationship that I could have with him. I never knew the love that he had. I never knew the power that he offered for my life either until that moment in January, 2001 at Grace Church in Illinois. Mm -hmm. where suddenly it all became very real to me. And my family thought that I went off the deep end. And (laughs) there's a whole story there. They thought it was a phase, but it was not a phase because here I am now more than 20 years later in love with Jesus more now than ever before. Oh my gosh, come on. You know, there's always those moments in each one of our lives when he shows up and he becomes so real. And my hope is that people would encounter him on this podcast through hearing stories about him, testimonies about him, people laying down their lives for Jesus, because you and me and every single person that I've interviewed is laying their life down for this living, breathing, loving Jesus. Who would do that unless something really happened? Come on. Yeah. You know, we don't just do this for the fun of it, but we do it because something really happen in our lives that compels us to do it. I mean, I, I couldn't not do it. This Amen. is the joy of my life to be able to, to do this because of how I have experienced Jesus and how he has revealed himself to me. Amen. I love it. I love it. He's so good. I mean, once you've encountered that, you can't not run. It just, you just can't not, it's just, you just run. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I loved in your book, you talked about um, 
the nature of the enemy and Mm -hmm. how he goes about like a roaring lion. And I love this, that the scripture says like a roaring lion, because he isn't actually a roaring lion. He just tries to make you think he is. Right. Can you talk about that a little bit for our listeners? That was one of the most revealing things to me, which affected really everything about how I deal with spiritual attacks and all the emotional issues and psychological issues and everything that's ultimately rooted in, in the enemy. But first Peter five, it warns Christians to stay alert because the enemy roams around, prowls around, it says like a roaring lion, just as you said, well, back then, you know, they knew something about how a lion hunts because there were actually lions roaming around in the wild in parts of the Middle East where the Bible authors were writing. So they observed the habits of a lion, not in captivity, not like we do today in a zoo, but they actually knew something about how a lion hunts. So Peter is actually talking about he prowls, he hunts like a lion. But before we even understand how he hunts like that, you got to know what the name devil, you know, it says, watch out for your great enemy. The devil prowls like a roaring lion. That name devil, we don't kind of understand in our English versions. They understood in Greek because it was the Greek word diabolos, Mm -hmm. which means slander. Mm -hmm. Accuser. Right. And, And slandering and accusing is the act of making a statement in order to try to destroy somebody's reputation. Mm -hmm. And that's how the enemy comes against us. He is trying to destroy our reputation of who we are in Christ. And to Mm -hmm. do it, he prowls like a lion. You see, a lion has a small heart and lungs compared to the rest of the size of its body. So that makes it one of the slowest runners in the animal kingdom. It Mm -hmm. can't just decide to see its victim and go after it because that, that victim's probably going to outrun it. So what he does is he studies the victim to determine what is its weaknesses, what is its inadequacies, so it can use those against it at an opportune time. Mm -hmm. And then when he decides that it's the opportune time, he pounces to go for the head. He literally picks at the head of its victim to eventually go after its mouth to suffocate its victim by putting its hand over its mouth. So that's how the enemy works in us, which I go through in in the first chapter of the book in detail, but the slanderer comes after us with his roars Mm -hmm. of what our weaknesses are, what our failures are, what our inadequacies are in order to get into our minds, to try to tell us that we aren't who God says that we are, to try Mm -hmm. to lie to us in order ultimately to steal our testimony, to steal what we believe about ourselves, to get into Mm -hmm. what we say about ourselves, think about ourselves, to get to our mouths, Mm -hmm. to try to shut us down. Right. Because God created us in his image and God gave us this unique ability to speak. God created the world. He spoke light be, we get to co-create with God. And, And so if he can get power over that, he can influence what we're, you know, what we're creating in our life ultimately. Absolutely. Like, you know, for so much of my life, going all the way back to potty training, I believed that I was just this person that didn't belong. I mean, I don't necessarily know why. It's just, it was this underlying feeling that I don't belong. I'm just an outcast. And therefore that bred all kinds of insecurity in me that kept me away from a lot of social circumstances and kept me really ultimately believing this lie that you just, you just are wrong. Mm -hmm. And so 
I partnered my mouth with that lie mm -hmm. that nobody's ever going to like me. Nobody ever liked me before. I'm always going to be rejected. I am just this outcast. I am just somebody who is wrong. And everything I did then was an action or reaction according to what I believed and spoke about myself. Right. So I had to learn ultimately how to stop agreeing with the lie of the enemy that I am all of these things and yeah. start agreeing, get my mind and my mouth aligned with God's truths of who he says that I am. So there is a power, just as you said, in that, that mind and mouth connection mm -hmm. to just break things and deliver you from things in your life that nothing else you can really do can achieve. Yeah. Because the truth is for every born again believer, you are now seated in Christ in heavenly places and you have been given authority over every lie, over all the power the enemy possesses. And that's so, right. And, and the enemy that's the knows truth. It. Yeah. Right. The enemy knows the power that a Christian has, mm -hmm. which is he can really do nothing against because it's the power of God in us, not in of ourselves, but it's the power of God in Amen. us. So all he can really do you know, he was defeated at the cross, his power to separate a, a Christian from God, the Bible says has been defeated, it's canceled, it's right. crucified, the power of sin is dead in that Amen. regard. So all he can do is slander you, lie to you, and tell you that you don't have the power, that you aren't who God says that you are. And if he can get you to do that, then you ultimately lay down that authority. And that's all he has. It's powerful if you don't know it. Yep. But when you know it, really, the enemy truly loses the only power that he has over you, and you get to reclaim your mind and your mouth back to what God says about you. It's amazing. It's truly amazing what Jesus has done for us and what he has given us in him. It's truly astounding. And I really believe that, you know, as, as things continue to evolve, you know, I really see the church coming into more and more of that power and more and more of that understanding of what Jesus has already done for us. Right. I really it. believe, as you're saying, as, as they behold yes. what Jesus has done and his finished work and, and just everything that he made us to yeah. be, as we behold that we will be healed. I like to say, behold and be healed. I think oh, I therein like lies our healing. Therein lies our deliverance. That's my story. Yep. That's how I went from being a preschool dropout. And they thought I had a, a reading problem in kindergarten and first grade because I had all this insecurity. I was afraid to talk to becoming a person that now is putting myself out in front of a lot of people in uncomfortable ways at times, but at least being able to have the confidence and courage to do what I never would have done yeah. You know, so many years ago, but it is because I have beheld God took me on this journey of beholding what he's done. And that is what healed me more than anything else. Hallelujah. Come on. You're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, and, and guys, uh, that is so scriptural. I love there's an old Testament scripture. Do you remember, um, when the Israelites were wandering in the desert and um, they started complaining and then snakes mm. entered the camp and Moses actually put a snake onto a staff and he held it up. And if you looked away from the snake bite and you looked into what Moses was holding up, which was a picture of the cross, you were healed. Yeah. But if oh, you looked beautiful. at, but if you looked at your wounds, you died. <laughs> that is beautiful. Yes, absolutely. 
So it is so scriptural. And, you know, I think it's, is it the apostle Paul says we are changed from glory to glory. That's right. Um, That's right. And it's, it's just amazing. Like, I'm so thankful that our portion in the new covenant is beholding and worshiping Jesus. And in that process, all of these things fall away. That's right. And, And that is just, as you said, going from glory to glory, beholding when we talk about the renewal of, of the mind, which is absolutely just as you said in the beginning, that is what this book about is, mm-hmm. or this book is about, is about learning how to renew your mind to the glory of what Christ says about you. I love and that. That, is, that is what transforms you. Romans 12, 2 says that you are transformed by the renewal of your mind. Yes, when we say yes to Jesus, when we accept Christ, we are spiritually made new to God. We are put at peace with him. We are made right with him. I like to say we are made whole. We are made holy. We become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Come on. But that doesn't mean that our memories are erased. That doesn't mean that the habits and the patterns of our brain were automatically rewired. So if we really want to experience what it feels like to be those things, mm-hmm. what it feels like to be made new and what it feels like to be made right, what it feels like to be who we already are in Christ. It takes really a reprogramming of your mind, a renewing of your mind to who you already are in him. And that is a process, Yes, but it is a process that works. And it is a mm-hmm. process that really does bring everything that God says about you on the inside to manifest through you and to be seen on the outside. Amen. I love that in your book, you kind of go through, gosh, about 10 lies. I think these are like common things, you know, that the enemy has probably tried to leverage against every single one of us. So you're still a horrible sinner. God is punishing you. You're unlovable. You cannot be forgiven. You should be afraid. You don't belong. You need to be like somebody else you have no purpose, you're a failure, and you are disqualified. I think absolutely every single one of us has been, you know, lobbed one of these uh, yeah. curveballs at us at, at some point in our lives, right? Oh, yeah. And the enemy likes to make us think that we're alone, that nobody else has, you know, suffered this problem. This has never happened to anybody else. And the truth is, is that, is that he's probably thrown these at every single one of us. And so if we just take one of these lies, and this is something that I encounter all the time, you're still a horrible sinner. Let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's throw that one down. That's, so many people, and I know me, especially, I'll just talk about myself here first. When I came to know Jesus personally, as I described at 16 years old, because of all of the junk. Yeah. that that I dealt with in the past and all of the mind games and everything. And as I said, that accepting Christ doesn't automatically mean that your memory was erased or that your patterns of thinking and stuff were changed. So the way I related to other people, I started to relate with God. I believed that in order to stay loved by God, in order to stay right with God, in order to stay at peace with God, that I needed to maintain that through all of these things that I did, through all of these spiritual disciplines, and by the mm-hmm. amount that I fasted and prayed, and by the amount that I read my Bible, and the amount that I served in the church, 
Mm-hmm. So that meant that when I didn't do those things or when I fell to those things, which let's be honest, we're all human and we mm-hmm. are imperfect. So that yeah. stuff happens. So when I didn't do those things, I thought, oh no, God doesn't love me anymore. God doesn't accept me anymore. I've got to re-earn or reprove that. Oh no, now I'm, I'm just this horrible sinner that I've got to be made right with God again. Mm-hmm. And that only that. increased all of the mind games because- mm-hmm. I was trying to achieve something in really through what the Bible would call Mm self-righteousness through my own willpower. I was trying to achieve a righteousness when I already had a righteousness. You know, the Bible Mm -hmm. says that nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I didn't need to try to prove to God why I was no longer this horrible sinner anymore. I need to accept that because of Christ, he made me not a horrible sinner anymore. Right. Because of Christ, the moment that I said yes to Jesus, that sin nature, the Bible says, was cut out of me. So I was no longer identified by sin anymore. Amen. Yes. Is it true that we do still sin after we accept Christ? Of course, we all, we all fall short in famous ways at times. But what is not true is that we are still identified by that sin. Mm-hmm. No, we are identified now by the nature of God, which Ephesians says is truly right and holy. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was a process yeah. of separating really my who from my do, as is often said. <laughs> yes, I love that. Realizing that, yes, though there may be things that are unlovely about me. God still loves me unconditionally that Mm -hmm. yes, there may be wrong memories. There may be wrong feelings. There may be wrong symptoms. I may do wrong things at times, but that does not change my nature. Christ Mm -hmm. writes me despite me. So Mm -hmm. I am no longer this horrible sinner that the devil wants to make me feel in order to ultimately try to erode my relationship with God. Instead, I have to keep my mind renewed to know I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, just like 2 Corinthians 5.21 and a handful of other verses say. So even even when I make a mistake, even when I fall short, it's not about me. Oh, no, Lord, I'm just this horrible person and I just can't do anything right. And and, Mm -hmm. in trying to work to be in a good position with him, no, it's, it's renewing my mind. Mm-hmm. to the truth that he still loves me. Yep. I'm still his child. That didn't change. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the most beautiful thing is that that's really where our faith counts because the Bible mm. says that Christ has been made unto us wisdom. And in that wisdom, he has been made unto us righteousness, sanctification, and yeah. redemption. Yes. And that in there is the crux of the gospel. <laughs> right it, there. That's it. That is the gospel, right? And that, there. That's your faith right there. So when you make a mistake, um, you know, you can say something like instead of the groveling, instead of all of that terribleness, right? Instead of the sackcloth and ashes, repentance simply is thank you, God, that you have forgiven that's me. It. That You've is it. already forgiven me. And I am still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And just like the apostle Paul says, I have not arrived, but one thing I do pressing forward to what, you know, uh, is, is in front of me and forgetting what lies behind. 
that's our faith. That's our Christian walk right there. That's right. And, and people will, they'll write to me and I'll get different messages sometimes when I say what you just so beautifully put right there. They'll say, Kyle, but it's, that sounds too good to be true. I know. And, and I say, well, that is the gospel. I mean, the gospel literally means news nearly too good to be true. Amen. And, and if you just put yourself back into the culture of Jesus's times, you had Jewish people who had lived lifetimes of trying to mm -hmm. earn acceptance with God and peace with God only temporarily through nothing yes. but striving and sacrificing and all this doing stuff. And mm -hmm. Paul comes, especially throughout Romans, you see it in Romans 3.22, Romans 3.25, Romans 3.28. He consistently says, you are made right by your belief Yes. In Christ. And to yes. them, after all that they had to do to be made right with God before, they're like, no, that must be too easy. But yep. yet time and time and time again, Paul is saying, but it is that easy. Mm -hmm. It is that simple. The hard part is renewing your mind to stop having a performance-based Christianity that only puts mm -hmm. more stress and, and frustration and depression and fear on you and really receiving what Jesus died to give you. Amen. But if you can get that as, as really is, is what I describe throughout the book and the journey I take people on, if you can really get that, therein goes every battle you face. Amen. Therein goes the fear and the anxiety and the depression and the insecurity and the shame. Amen. Amen. Because we, we bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and Christ was perfectly obedient on that cross to the will of the father. We bring everything obedient there. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within mm. me and the life I now live. I live unto God for the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. That's our new life, our new creation life right there. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, is there anything burning on your heart that you would like to say directly to our listeners today? There's something that God gave me in the process of writing this book, actually, and I include it in there. But just as we said earlier, there, there's a power when things are spoken. And so mm. it's called a love letter from the Lord yes. right now to, to really take these words in and translate it so uniquely into their situation. But it's a love letter from the Lord addressed to you, you who are listening right now. And God just gave it to me to speak through me, really. And I want to read this to you right now. To you, God says, my child, before you took your first innocent breath in this temporary home, and before the news of your coming was ever known, before you were formed, I knew you. I knew all about you and I loved you. You were always my idea. When I considered the uniqueness you would bring and what it would offer my world, I made a choice to orchestrate your existence. So I spoke, let there be you, and I'm mm. happy I did. Every feature and shape, the precise way your face creases when you smile, oh, how I love that smile. The sound of your laugh and the passions you pursue, those aren't quirks, they're qualities, qualities I crafted to make you you. But what I love the most, why I made that consequential choice to bring you to life is far more than anything you can do. It's the sound of your voice. Every word you confide, every struggle you share, every mess you confess. I look forward to those precious tender moments when our hearts connect. 
my child, I love you. And all the words in a million love letters can't adequately express what that means. You'll find out more in time, but for now, no, there is nothing you can do to change my mind. I love you, and I am so glad you are here with me. Love your father, God. Mm. Friend, I pray that you receive those words Yes. right now. As I said earlier, there is nothing that you can do to separate yourself from the love of God. There's nothing, no person, no past, no body, no sin, no struggle, nothing that will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. If you will truly renew your mind to the truth that in Christ you are loved, you are made right, you are made new, you are made whole, you are made holy, you are God's masterpiece. I'm telling you, as you behold that, there's more healing there and more deliverance than a decade worth of striving and methods and all kinds of things that you could ever do, could ever achieve. God absolutely loves you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Kyle. This has been such a great conversation. If you want to get a copy of Kyle's book, uh, Shut Up Devil, which I would definitely recommend for any believer out there. Uh, I will put links to it in the show notes um, and where you can get in contact with him as well. Thank you so much for being on the show, Kyle. Christina, it was an absolute joy. And I just pray blessings over your ministry and all the people that are reached because of it. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. You'll find out additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, Kyle Winkler. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. Seven 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 eight, And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.